1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 262. Rejected sketch 802. Where the locals eat. some of the um, less common names chosen for boys and girls in 2020 in Northern Ireland interesting some of the less common less common so this is uh, oh, as, as is said on the RTE website the more Great unique pile of shit. the more unique names for boys we have Bono Bowie <laughs> of course Denzel Jagger Maverick River Rocky Triumph and Wolf None of those sound that odd to me. Would, like <laughs> you, would, you, would, would you be married to your husband if he's called Maverick? Oh, well, yeah, I'd be married to him if he's called Maverick. Oh, hello, what's your name? My name is Maverick. How does that conversation continue? Maybe it to be like, but Stephen is my middle name. Right then, who's uh, Dan? Tell right. us about this Dan. Now Simon brought yes. up that strange interlude. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there are two parts in it. Laura, would you like to be Patricia, please? And as I've chosen it, I'll be Archie. Archie, good to see you, old thing. How was your holiday? Oh, just wonderful, thank you, Patricia. You know what they say, one flies round the world but never finds the time to explore the wonders of what's outside one's own door. So, where did you go? Bicester. You live in Bicester, Archie. You've always lived in Bicester. Yes, so I'd never visited. I guess that makes sense. So, what what was it like? Well, the crowning glory was this little place we found for dinner. Ever the galloping gourmand, Archie. Indeed. Uh, I mean, we had to sniff it out. But I found this wonderful place. It's called the Penny Black. Ah the golden days of Victoria Regina. Yes, I knew it would be good, you see, because it was simply full of the local people. It was run by a little family called Weatherspoon, whom I presume had been overseeing it for some generations. Weatherspoon. Ah, hear that Chaucerian lilt. And did you consume your repast with your spoon? <laughs> no, no, we sort of <laughs> we sort of picked it up. It, it was sort of a, a, a hot meat sandwich, but we knew it would be good because it was where the local people eat. You're so right. When I visited the historic town of Bath, I found a place quite near the centre, but a little secret. As soon as I saw the locals queuing up, I just had to eat it. Kentucky Fried Chicken. I assume Kentucky was the name of the chef or poulterer who started the business in the Middle Ages. I dare say that's where the Middle English word tuck, meaning food, came from. Good choice to pick a little place the locals like. Well, you know, I always believe that the less well-off people are, the more discerning they are regarding food, despite any contrary evidence I've seen. Where else did you go in Bicester? Does it have a museum? No idea. Would have been chock full of tourists anyway. I followed a charming local chappie into a treasure trove tucked away on the high street. Oh, you adventurer. Hours we spent there. W.H. Smith, it's called. 
but the W, H and S are all printed together on a sign, like the A and E in Encyclopedia. Middle English? That's my assumption. I picked up a publication there called The Wire, and I assumed that was in Middle English because I couldn't understand a word of it. Looked like absolute twaddle. Travel certainly does broaden the mind. So, are you coming to the Ritz tomorrow for some foie gras before the opera? If I must. Back to the old routine, I suppose. Don't worry, there'll be another day in Smith by and by. Smith, that was good. Smith. (laughs) There we go. I see why we rejected it. (laughs) But it's also okay. There's some all right lines in there. It's a good observation, it's just not that hilarious, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Alistair, do you want me to do the first line again so it sounds more posh or will you not bother editing it in? I thought it sounded fairly posh compared to your normal voice. It sounded quite southern. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> compared to my normal northern accent, you mean? Thank you. Pardon? Thank you. Mm. Mm. Did you? I had a weird dream last weekend. Go on. I had it two nights in a row. I'm not quite sure it's just come to mind. It was about Chris Whitty. Oh right. It does make me laugh. Chris Whitty. (laughs) It was about Chris Whitty and Strictly Come Dancing. And Chris Whitty was the only contestant on this year's Strictly Come Dancing. (laughs) And he he danced with all of the professional dancers, one after the other. (laughs) And in each each of the dances, he wore a different hat and when interviewed (laughs) afterwards, spoke in a different accent. By by the end of the show, he was so tired that he was basically limp and unresponsive, (laughs) being dragged around by Anton Dubeck. Do you know what the sort of flopped around the stage? Do you know what the best bit is? You had this dream twice in a row. Yes. What is going on in your mind? I don't know. It was identical. The, The two dreams were precisely the same. (laughs) That's mental He wasn't noticeably tired of the second day (laughs) No, no, I don't know I mean, did he get the same scores both days? I can't remember Is that how it works? I'd never seen It was the the same dances How were you involved? Were you there? Or were you just... Uh, uh, No, I wasn't really, I was just a third party viewer It was like I was watching telly (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he was just It was the, the Him being lolloped about by Anton <laughs> Tobacco at the end. It's just awesome. 1,000 Sketches in 1,000 Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Laura Taylor and Daniel Mitchell. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow.